Welcome everybody to the Top Back Podcast, the show where we share our love for nerd culture for your entertainment. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, and as you can see, I don't have Mike with me today, but I do have a special guest. This is my friend Andrew. Hey. He is here to talk about a special segment we got. So this is another Fave 5 episode. And if you guys don't know, this is the episode where we just talk about our favorite five whatever. And today is going to be video games. So the reason why I chose this is because video games are a big part of my life, especially my childhood. I still play them to this day. And we don't get a chance to talk about it a lot on this show. But I want to take this episode to talk about it, show our appreciation of it. A little bit of history, I guess. Um, yeah, just to let viewers know that we're gamers too. And uh, I brought Andrew specifically because he's more of a gamer than I am. And I'm curious because I've never asked him his favorite games ever. So I just want to see what you have on, in your sleeve, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we'll see. And make sure you uh, look back at Top Back Podcast's uh, recent videos. I know he's done a couple of reviews. Thank make you. sure you watch those. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And also... He has an IG. He, I know he doesn't want to promote it, but <laughs> you can follow him on the Misguided Miscreants. I'm going to put it right here. Selling a lot of cool anime merch and video game merch, just like the shirt he's wearing today. What are you wearing today, Andrew? May or may not be on the list. All right, so here's the name of the game. This is going to be our favorite five. Me and Mike, we usually just trade off one, one apiece. Uh, I'll start off saying that my list doesn't have a particular order except for number one. Gotcha. So my number one is my number one. All right, so I'll let you go first. Okay. Number five. All right. So uh, my number five is probably going to be a rather divisive game um, mm-hmm. to choose because I don't think it's – it doesn't really have much of a story. I think it's more so kind of based on experience. I guess just choosing this five, it was – I'm really big on story when it comes to video games, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of based it more so on my experience with these games. And, right. Um, in my opinion – um, Guitar Hero. Uh, whoa! During yeah, <laughs> during the mid two thousands. Um, I don't remember exactly what did when it, when it came out. Two thousand four. I think we were both around in high yeah, school. Yeah. Um, it did such an excellent job at putting rhythm games on the map. Um, at the time, definitely. I think maybe Dance Dance Revolution was probably the other big one, it's but one that that wasn't even yeah. really a console kind of thing. Um, it was more so arcade and. I had the dance pad and all that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those games back in the day for PS One, it was really hard to find those games too. Yeah, I, I had. Uh, oh yeah, Konami's. That's the one I had. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find the OG one, and there's some other ones I couldn't get. So. I don't even think they released that many. I don't know. I could be wrong. Like, yeah, not until like games. the PS Two area. Yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, Guitar Hero was kind of forefront in the rhythm like kind of games um, during this era. I think um, they kind of took over. Mm. Um, I made some great friends playing the playing the game. Uh, me and my high school friends. We even brought PS2s in class just to play. Oh, what? For yeah, real? Was, <laughs> they allowed uh, you to do that? <laughs> oh well, uh, it was. Uh, we were cool with the teacher. Oh, okay. it, it would usually take place like before class actually started, and you know, uh, everyone would be going into the class, and we'd be kind of having holding our own like competitions too. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, rhythm games wasn't really kind of in the competition competitive scene i know at the fgc the the fighting game community shout out Mm -hmm. to them you know street fighter tekken um but guitar hero it was kind of um how good we were and you just kind of show that off on youtube definitely definitely. Uh, there are some tournaments that i know but it's not obviously it's not super popular right now but back then guitar hero definitely took over you know the whole scene Mm -hmm. um 
it's funny because Guitar Hero was like, I remember when that game came or that series came out, it was like every quarter they would release ones. Like they yeah. would have band specific ones. Yep. They would have like, I don't, I don't even know what, like genre specific yep. ones too. Yep. So like I think, 80s, 90s, like. Yeah, they definitely kind of, oversaturated the market. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, I think it was, uh, I think it was definitely like, um, I can't remember the original um, publishers, but I know eventually Activision bought them out and, mm-hmm. you know, that goes. Oh, okay. Big company. Yeah. And so. It got super over. They milked the fuck out of it. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, what, did you say the original one or Guitar Hero? I would say Guitar Hero Two was okay, my favorite. Was say. Uh, Guitar Hero One. So there was a mechanic in the games called uh, pull offs and hammer ons, mm-hmm. in which um, have you played it before? Yes, I have. In which you didn't have to sh- drum every note. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really work in Guitar Hero One uh, very well, and they refined it in Guitar Hero Two. And by the time it was Guitar Hero Three, Guitar Hero Three is probably the most optimized version of the game but mm. guitar hero 2 was more memorable to me just because of the songs i prefer the playlist um in guitar hero 2 more what was um, your favorite songs to play um honestly the most memorable one is jordan by buckethead okay that was probably that was the hardest song in the game and it took me weeks to eventually five star <laughs> it and like um i guess it kind of paved the way for like the media too because i think it really pushed people to actually start playing the real guitar Mm. um i know a couple of friends i have a couple of old friends who we would play together and then they eventually took up guitar and even myself i play the guitar casually i didn't take lessons or Mm. anything like that just because of that game right right it really made made you feel like you can play guitar. yeah exactly they did a really good job it was pretty um intuitive um yeah definitely revolutionary for the time yep did you uh my friend had rock band. I remember that was rock the band. shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I did better on the drums than the guitar. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> the, the drums were tough. Yeah, they're tough. But they're tough. The, you could have a specific rhythm. Yeah, exactly. It's more intuitive for me for the, the drums. I don't yeah. know why. But I think it's uh some some <clears throat> definitely some people are more into into different instruments than mm-hmm. than other people. <laughs> like I can have zero with them when it comes to the drums. Yeah, that's so <laughs> funny. Do you have the games with you, by the way? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, so, so if you're watching on YouTube, we're gonna put it. On display, just cause yeah. for the fun of it. So I have the original here, Guitar Hero hey. One. Um, I'm not sure if you guys can see it, but I should have. I was gonna bring the controller, but it's too bulky. <laughs> um, I don't know if you so, wanna. Let's see. This is open to. And this one is my personal favorite. A hey. Guitar Hero Two. <laughs> um, great game. Um, I think. You know, uh, it really had really good replay value as well Definitely. besides you know just having like an easy mode you know hard mode mm-hmm. you know, whatever going to expert mode and once you kind of stop at expert mode you can even take it a step further if you want a five star song you want a full combo song i remember when people started doing that on youtube mm-hmm. um it was crazy <laughs> it was it wasn't even in my thought and you know by by the time guitar, guitar hero 3 started um, you know, I was I, I myself started FCing some easier songs, and mm. it was just a good challenge to do. Um, and one thing too about Guitar Hero, um, especially at the time, uh, I want to say, in terms of the media, video games was kind of taboo, especially to the older generation at this time. Ah, uh, yeah. But I feel like this kind of really brought some in. Right, there's yeah. no violence or anything like that. So they kind of it kind of brought like a new light to video games to mm-hmm. this older generation that kind of looked at video games as this taboo among us like younger generations. And I agree. 
The other thing too was that I thought this game was very inclusive. Honestly, before this game, I have never really seen girls playing video games. Ah, and yeah, I've actually never seen a girl play Guitar Hero. Really? Yeah. Um, well, not in real life. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have. So the first time I've actually really seen girls really like into like you know playing video games was mm. this game because I mean it was a good game to have, especially like house parties or whatever, and it would just be there, and the girls would be really interested in playing it. And I thought that was really cool. So. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, I did yeah. not expect that for number five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, like I said, like I'm, I'm into video games that are really have strong stories, but I looked at it as more so kind of my experiences with these games, and yeah, yeah kind of, um, you know, it was it was a very refreshing welcome kind of to the whole video game scene at the time because mm-hmm. you know things were just kind of um, drying out, and I guess it was coming to the new generation as well. It kind of crossed over from the PlayStation Two and PlayStation Three era. Yeah. And yeah. that's when it kind of died. But yeah, that's my number five. All right. Guitar Hero. I appreciate that. All right, so my number five came from the PS1 era. It's Tekken Ooh. 3. We're crossing over with this one, dude. <laughs> We're crossing over. Did it, you, was it this one? Was this your maybe? It, this was my maybe. Okay, but, gotcha. But I had to put it because I had a lot of fond memories with the Tekken series in general. Like, when I was a kid, fighting games were my shit. Like, that was the, those are the games I was playing. I was playing Smash Brothers. I was playing Capcom versus Marvel mm-hmm. and Tekken. I didn't really like Virtual Fighter. I wasn't really into those games. <laughs> so I was more of a Tekken guy for sure. But Tekken 3, especially, that that shit, I played this shit to death. Like, if you looked at my my disc, it's all scratched up. <laughs> it's like the original black disc. And I was like, I loved every single character, especially Jin. I just thought he was like the cool looking character. And, you know, this the Tekken series back then, too, especially with 3, it had a lot of extra modes. It wasn't just fighting. It had Tekken Force. It had volleyball. You know, and then it's like so much replay value with this game. And yeah, man, I just played this shit to death. A very complete package for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was the same here. I had to put a fighting game. You did you put one in two? I, it, was, it was Tekken 3. Oh, really? Uh, it was, yeah, I had to put a fighting game on this list just okay. because, you know, especially back then, it was yeah. uh, like, I guess it was one of the easier games to play, especially couch co op. Yeah. Like, just kind of say, yeah, dude, I, re- I really miss games when they had like. Yeah, you know, couch play. You know, yeah. everything's online nowadays. People right. don't like to go to each other's houses to play anymore. So right, it's like, right. These games they always bring people together. Right, right. Especially so right. with Tekken Three for you, what did you like most about it? Um. Okay. So besides being ridiculously packed with content, like Tekken Ball, Tekken Force. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, te- I thought Tekken Ball was really awesome. Oh, so it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just a very complete game, and honestly. I guess, you know, there have been Tekken's after this one, four and five, that before kind of like the whole jump to the online. I was going to say five. I was contemplating between this and five. Five is really good. I played five a lot. But Tekken three, like you said, is a more complete package. Yeah. And honestly, the the cast of characters are well balanced in this one. And they have some really ridiculous ones too. Remember the little dinosaur? Gone. Gone. (laughs) And that's what I love too, uh, the single player. It's like... Back then, graphics weren't like the best, but yeah. I remember the ending cutscenes for this. I used to love like oh yeah, even the intro cutscene when yeah. you turn the game on. Yeah, I cannot skip that shit. Uh, that that music is amazing, <laughs> yep. dude. It's like yeah. techno ish and like you know, right, really yeah. cool. It, it was it was unlocking really characters too. I missed that. Yeah, like, nowadays you just you gotta pay. Yeah, you you buy DLC, <laughs> you buy packs, but this one you have to like like I think certain characters unlock specific characters, right? Right. Or, yeah. yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, I miss that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it definitely leaves, left a good memory, like, because, I mean, when I think of fighting games now, they're obviously, like, the biggest culprit of DLC, and yeah. it, 
it's it's it kind of sucks but mm. you know they, they just got to make the money and and similar to what you said i really do prefer kind of um in like being like a couch situation which mm. you, you're sitting with someone else and kind of like going to the arcade i guess yeah. right versus going online you know um you play the arcade too um i never played tekken on the arcade uh-huh. honestly I suck using a, the joystick. I was gonna say I always <laughs> prefer the controller over the yeah. joystick. My yeah. my friend, my neighbor back in the day, he always brought his joystick over, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't, I don't know how the fuck you use this, <laughs> but apparently it's better. But yeah. I just never I got think, into it. I think it could be more precise in some ways. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a lot of definitely a lot of old school. Like yeah. I'll, I watch a lot of FGC tournaments, like Street Fighter and mm. thing, and you'll see like there's definitely a generations right. Like um, Street Fighter, there's a really famous player named Daigo Umihara, mm. you'll always see him. He'll be using the stick all the time. Yeah. And then, Probably you know, the customized, like, joystick right. too. Yeah. Right. But you'll see, like, the newer, um, you know, like, um, Punk. I think Punk, he's, he plays a Street Fighter play. He's a Street Fighter player as well. He mm. uses pad. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting seeing the generations yeah. change. Um, just because, you know, the older generation, the most optimum version was the arcade. Mm. Right. Versus the console. Yeah, yeah. I think it looked better too. The graphics slightly better. Yeah. So just quick, real quick, who is the top three characters you used? Ooh. Uh, so Jen, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Okay. Um, I had uh, Eddie at the time was amazing. yes. <laughs> tech, that tech, motherfucker was cheap. Yeah. To use, dude. Uh, X and circle, just two of the yeah. picks. Yep. That's all you need. <laughs> um, but yeah, that like yeah, that game was super technical, and yeah, Eddie definitely kind of showed that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, the um, cop weather style. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, mine's was oh no, no go ahead go ahead okay mine was Jin mm-hmm. it was Horang yeah, yeah. Taekwondo because I took Taekwondo when I was a kid nice. so I loved him nice. and then Martial Law because I love Law this motherfucker oh, oh sorry Forest gotcha, Law gotcha, it was gotcha. Forest Law yeah so yeah, yeah those are my favorite I don't know who my third would be it would Yachi. probably be a, honestly it would probably be either Horang or or Law as well Law too yeah because Law with the with the flares uh-huh. so sick <laughs> so sick I love Brian too Brian was pretty cheap. Brian. He was the oh, boxer. yeah. yeah the, the, boxer. Rope, the cyborg. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Is he a cyborg? Yeah, he's oh, a yeah, cyborg. He a cyborg. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think Tekken 3 is definitely when the designs of all these characters became iconic. Mm-hmm. And fresh. Yeah. At the time, too. Tekken, if you compare, if you look at Tekken 1 and Tekken 2, <laughs> the graphics were still kind of primitive in Blocky. Tekken 3. Yeah. 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 I remember. I had them. <laughs> Tekken 3 definitely pushed a PlayStation 1 to its limit. Yeah. For sure. And it came out, like, during the last two years. I have no idea. I forgot. Well, yeah, but it, it was. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, it just kind of paved the way to like 3D fighting games. Um, you know, every at the time it was all about 2D Street mm-hmm. Fighter, one mm-hmm. combat. You know, um, but Tekken really kind of like revolutionized paved the way. It. Yeah, 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 definitely. All right, so that's my number five, and I guess that's your number four. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go to your number three. Yeah. And uh, put in the comments below who your top three yes. characters were. Please, Tekken three. Um, so we're going to, I'm next, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, this one is going to be kind of more personal to mm. me. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure why. Uh, I always tell myself that I was born in the wrong generation. Mm-hmm. Um, the eighties is something that I'll always wonder about. Uh-huh. I was born in, in 90. So right after that, uh, I mean, even then I wouldn't have had the chance to grow up if I'd been mm-hmm. born in 89 within the eighties, you know, I really liked or wondered what it would be like to live through the 80s just kind of the neon lights to 80s music the style <laughs> it was just it was just kind of like the fast life and i always thought that was, was. really interesting kind of um you know 
with that said, the first real hard M-rated game that I ever played was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Okay. And that would be, this is the the (laughs) next game on my list. And I know a lot of people say that San Andreas is the best. And I I would say that. I guess technically it, some people would even say it's the best game in the PS2. Yes. And I I would totally agree with that. But I just vibe more with Vice City just Mm -hmm. because of the story. I like Tommy Versetti's story more than. Yes. Did you watch um, Goodfellas? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Scarface. They just has ho- all like the classic like yeah. gangster like mm-hmm. um connections. It's it's yeah. awesome. It paid homage to all the the gangster movies and all that stuff. Right. Especially the Italian ones yep. for sure. Yeah. Vice City, man, my uncle had that game. I couldn't my I couldn't buy it, obviously. My parents wouldn't let me <laughs> get it. I don't even know how I got San Andreas to be honest. <laughs> uh but Vice City, I just remember I didn't even play the story. I just like going around the city just collecting money, beating people up. Yeah. That was just fun. Yeah. The, the radio stations? Yeah. The best. One of the best for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even though three technically <laughs> kind of paved the way to the new style mm-hmm. of Grand, the way Grand Theft Auto games started it was still kind of it was uh, didn't have much personality mm-hmm. and I mean I think the the main character didn't even speak from what I remember I can't remember exactly but he didn't speak much if mm-hmm. at all yeah um and you know kind of Tommy Versetti just just crazy character so charismatic yeah he's arguably the most charismatic uh, yeah. protagonist they yeah. had um this is the original with the infamous <laughs> hot coffee mod or not hot coffee mod but <laughs> The hot coffee kind of... Um, they had one in Vice City, too? I thought that was San Andreas. Was that San Andreas? Yeah. I might be wrong. Okay, you could edit that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where you can like actually go. go on dates yeah, and stuff. Yeah, go on dates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Vice City. Um, just kind of cruising through and like the soundtrack is still probably one of the best I've ever heard in a video game, mm-hmm. even though it's not real original. But the like the talk show host, like the radio host... Mm-hmm. So entertaining, so funny. Um, it felt legit for sure. Right, yeah. And yeah, leave your favorite um, radio station from Vice City <laughs> below for sure. Damn, I can't leave remember. Leave it in the comments. I definitely know I got my 80s music feel or love from that game specifically. Yeah. I, you know, when you're driving around, they just play over and over. I know. So it's like. You just cause mayhem and <laughs> it's just so funny. You're causing fun, all this dude. crazy stuff and this like lovey-dovey 80s music uh, is playing. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. I know. It's funny. <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned this too because uh, they're going to remaster it. I heard that Rockstar is going to remaster it. So I don't know if that's Amazing. a full remake or they're just going to up the graphics a little bit. But either way, I'll buy, I'll play it again. Yeah, and um, I guess technically Grand Theft Auto Five was the same location as San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. So was. yeah, we haven't seen um, we haven't seen Vice City come back yet. I know. That's I know. the only city they haven't revisited. Yeah. They always do Liberty City and mm-hmm. fucking Los Santos, but yeah. they never do Vice City anymore. Yeah. So it'll be... Honestly, I might want a brand new game in Vice City. I don't know if I want to oh, yeah. remaster it. Yeah. But- yeah. I mean, kind of similar to Grand Theft Auto Five, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Which they made... I think they made... There were some, um, like, I guess, hints about... Uh, there might have been, like, some advertisement somewhere about... Um, what's the name? San Andreas? the main character oh cj cj yeah <laughs> i think there were some like ad- like secret easter eggs in san andreas about cj but mm-hmm. um yeah as, as long as they make some kind of easter eggs about tommy or like you know vice city mm-hmm. like the original then you know that's so funny yeah, it, yeah. It'd be, <laughs> that's what's really up dude i love vice city yeah i i would i grant of all is not in my top five but it was in my honorables so nice yeah we already talked about san andreas so that was in mine so yeah cool so that's your number three, right? Yes. My number four. 
it's a weird kind of game for me. And I'm a, people that know me probably wouldn't expect me to play this, but it's the first Kingdom Hearts. Nice. So, yeah, this game, if people play video games now, Kingdom Hearts has a very notorious reputation amongst all gamers that say it's kind of like bullshit because of the, the story is pretty much just made up throughout the whole thing. There was no set like storyline to it. But the first game specifically... I thought it was like amazing when I first played it, and I was the right age at the right time when this came out. I think I was uh, ten years old, and the main character is like eleven or ten too. So I was like, I could kind of put myself in that character's like shoes a little bit. So, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts was, uh, you know, it was a weird, weird relationship. It was Disney and Final Fantasy. I've never played any Final Fantasy game before this game, so I had no context with the FF characters. This is actually what introduced me to Final Fantasy. So, uh, it was created by Tetsuya Nomura, who's... <laughs> you have anything to say about him? I mean, just like you were saying about how crazy this series is get, I was going to say, I got two words for you, mm-hmm. Tetsuya, Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> he's known for, you know, not following through storylines and just kind of making shit up as it goes along. But this story, I think he actually had a set story because they didn't know this was going to be a franchise. And the fact that it works so well, like this is the very first RPG I completed every fucking possible thing you could possibly do in the game. I leveled up to a hundred. I like, I put like at least a hundred hours into this game in my childhood. So, and the music was amazing. Uh, the theme song by Utada was fucking amazing. Simple and clean. Mm -hmm. Simple and clean. And the characters, even though if I play this now, it's probably a little corny, but like I said, back then it was just like, man, it's it's kind of deep. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's all about friendship and all that stuff. But it's like, right, you can still relate to it now, you know. Right, so. and yeah, I totally agree with you. Kingdom Hearts is one of the most iconic PlayStation Two games, mm-hmm. especially you know, it's one of the most iconic series ever. And now, I yeah. still think one is the best. It's the, it's the very best to me. Have you played any of the other ones? Yeah, of course. I have. I played two and I played three. Okay, it doesn't hit the same. It it really <laughs> it, doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I don't really. I don't really understand why. I kind of lost touch with um, Kingdom Hearts. I After even, 2? I didn't even play all the way through 2. I, yeah, it I, was that weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so different, and it was kind of, I don't know. Technically, I think it's still technically a better game. But Combat-wise, it was better Right, sure. yeah. But yeah. story-wise, it was just all over the place. Right. And that's where it was starting to lose me, too. Because yeah. they would make games not even like for the consoles. It would be for like the GBA or right. for the DS. I'm like, I can't keep up with this. <laughs> right, and I think that was it, too. I think you had to play the Game Boy version. Yeah, because... Chain that, of Memories, I think it yeah, was called. Yeah, they're integral to the story. Right. If you don't play that, you're missing a lot of stuff. So it's like, come on, Tetsuya. Yeah. You can't have me buy all these consoles. I'm 10 years old, I know. bro. And now, 20 years later... We're, we're now at the point where he's remaking FF7 and I feel like it's just going to be a repeat of Kingdom Hearts now. It's like he's going to... It's his story, obviously, right? He, did he uh, write the I think story? he is, yeah. I think or he was just the art director, right? No, I, th- I think he was just the art director for Final Fantasy VII. Yes, okay. the original Final okay. Fantasy VII. So but, his directing skills is very hit or miss. So. Yeah, very. But you played FF, the remake, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know if it's going to keep going on like this where it's like... 10 years from now still not going to be done so right hopefully it will be so <laughs> yeah kingdom hearts was uh you know i was it was something that i was super i'm a huge final fantasy fan and mm-hmm. you know obviously i'm a huge disney fan as well yeah. and actually the first time that i really got my hands on this game i was actually in florida for the first time um oh. in disney world in, Vice City, in epcot huh? 
Oh, in Epcot. Yeah, in Epcot. <laughs> so, and they had a, they had a bunch of stations set up to um, try this game out, and that was the first time I played it. And you know, um, I pretty much was more interested in just sitting down and playing this game than actually exploring Disney World at that point, mm-hmm. just because it was so awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. the The worlds in this game were so. Oh like, yeah. If I watched all, I think all the films that they had in this, and to kind of just play through it through their vision, I was mm-hmm. like. Damn, this is pretty cool. I like it. And Which they had all the OG cast pretty much to play right. the characters too, so it felt really authentic. It's like, man, they don't do it like that anymore. It, it, Kingdom Hearts One is like something I can replay. Like it's a yeah. game that I can replay. The other two, the other games, I don't think I can replay. Yeah, you don't want to. This one is just the music. You know, yeah. like when you're in Traverse, the first time you hit Traverse Town and that music hits, mm-hmm. amazing. What was your favorite world? Oh, Hollow Bastion for sure. Okay, the gotcha, music gotcha. as soon as you enter, it's so epic. That's the <laughs> castle, right? It's the castle gotcha. where you fight Riku. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, this is so deep. <laughs> it's like wow. I think mine was honestly. I think it was um, Nightmare and Christmas. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's talk about that real quick. I yeah. loved when the Keyblades would change and the yeah. the, the characters would With change the, costumes yep. too. That With was my favorite as far as design. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was really cool. It was awesome. The pumpkin Keyblade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As yeah, well. and then Damn. you know, did you um join the? Did you do the uh, Colosseum? Yeah, yeah. Finding Sephiroth and yeah. all that stuff. That took me forever, dude. <laughs> forever. I it did took- it. I did it for Kingdom Hearts two too. But I remember the first one. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that was the first time I really felt frustration in the game. Like I've never had that before, but it was very challenging for yeah. sure. I had to unlock. <laughs> I had to get the uh, Ultima Keyblade just to beat Sephiroth, just mm. to help me a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, so. I remember. Oh, I'm a huge Sephiroth fanboy. I love that guy. He's super, like, one of my favorite villain characters of all time. And mm-hmm. I remember um, I was, when I got to the credits, I'm reading through, and it turned out that Sephiroth, uh, the person playing Sephiroth was Lance Bass from NSYNC. I was like, oh, really? That is so random. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what the fuck? I was like, that is so random. That's hella random. But all right. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Who played think- Cloud? I don't know, actually. I have no idea. I could see Lance Bass playing Cloud more than Sephiroth. Yeah, I know. I thought that was so random, but, you know, <laughs> it worked, I guess. It was cool. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Lance kind of looks like Cloud if you squint a little bit. Yeah. The blonde hair. Yeah. That's really cool. But, yeah. Yeah, that's my number four. Kingdom yeah. Hearts is amazing. Yeah. Perfect subway from Kingdom Hearts. My next game is Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Um... It's the first RPG game that I really played from beginning to end. And I have a lot of questions for you. Yeah, of course. Um, The first time I played it, this is the first time I rented a PlayStation 1. I couldn't afford to buy one. And so I rented it from a video store, which is probably an awful idea because it probably cost damn near. Yeah. Really? I had a local... um, It wasn't like a... Actually, you could eventually rent at Blockbusters in Hollywood consoles. I remember. Wow, yeah. I don't remember that. Um, I couldn't afford one. It was probably a bad idea to do that because I probably could have put my money towards, <laughs> saved my money and just bought the actual thing. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Damn, tough how long, times. <laughs> how long would they take, uh, how long would they let you? I can't remember. Like I, think I, had it, I think I had it for three days. Three days. And that was expensive. Um, but that was the game that I rented and I remember just being so frustrated with the first bombing mission. Um, <laughs> it was the first time I played a game and there was a time limit and you had to get out of that think it was sector uh, i can't remember sector seven no i don't know i don't know i don't even remember but um <laughs> uh yeah you had to escape after the bombing mission and mm-hmm. i was i was just sweating i was so nervous like you know i thought the actual world will explode if i don't fucking get out of here <laughs> within the time limit and um you know um i had never really been immersed in anything ever 
uh, in a game like that just because of that bombing mission. And mm. um, eventually when I did get my own PlayStation 1, of course, I played the game throughout. I couldn't beat that game in three days. I think I was only like eight or seven, so I didn't mm. really... I didn't really understand. The I was game gonna say when that game came out, I was way too young to even like yeah. to pl- even comprehend what the fuck's going on. Yeah, so. yeah, just the type of game it was, it was pretty <laughs> pretty deep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, also the other thing too, um, just kind of going off tangent here. At the time, I was already into like anime, watching DBZ and other stuff, and mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII kind of dove me deeper in the Japanese ethos and culture. Um, the story itself is very simple, honestly. Uh, but the characters are also all so enticing. Um, mm. Cloud, Tifa, they're all pretty iconic. If, if you're into video games, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was going to say, out of all the Final Fantasy games that I've played, Seven just has the best cast. Yeah. looking Best looking cast, yeah. in my opinion. Tetsuya Nomura, shout out Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah, so he knows, he's <laughs> always good at that. So, <laughs> Yeah, the battle systems, the puzzles, all the secrets that it had um, was truly an immersive experience. Mm-hmm. And. Um, had elements of not taking itself too seriously, even though the actual story itself was pretty mm, dark. Dark. Um, but you know, it had el- certain elements here and there of like you know, you had cloud cross dressing, and uh, <laughs> when you get to Gold Saucer, uh, which is kind of like a theme park, you get to play like you know, um, like video games, like I guess games like basketball and there's a boxing game, mini game, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, you know, th- it's a game that honestly speaks for itself. And there are a ton of great videos on YouTube that already mm. say what I, I can't even, you know, I can't even really expand just because it's everything that's, it's already been said pretty mm-hmm. much. And, um, I, okay, of course I can't really bring this game up. <laughs> ah, the original copy. With the black label, not oh, the, yeah. I have the greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> and it even says on the back here, um. Quite possibly the greatest game ever made. It's a pretty bold thing to say in 97. <laughs> At the time? Yeah. The video game era now, was still kind of young. Yeah. Um, I've talked to you about Final Fantasy before. I could have sworn... I was expecting 8 to be on your list, not 7. <laughs> so, what changed... What, I, wasn't 8 your favorite? So, 8 to me was more relatable. Okay. Um, the setting is more relatable. They're all students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... The whole theme about love was pretty interesting. Um, and I guess, yeah, it was just more relatable overall yeah. and a little bit more laid back, I think. Um, I was like a little emo kid. Squall was like a little emo kid, so I thought it was cool. Um, but I think in terms of, like, Final Fantasy Seven was a departure from the kind of, um, I guess, kind of, like Final Fantasy kind of style, mm-hmm. it was it went definitely went full sci-fi, but I think eight took it even a step further. Yeah, um, I mean even the character designs were actual models, right? Because in seven right. they're like chibi versions of themselves, right? When you're walking around and stuff, right? Yep. So yeah, and it was pretty much the only Final Fantasy. Well, I'm, I don't want to say it's the only Final. I think Final Fantasy 15 has elements of it as well, but it was heavily based in kind of European style and culture. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, kind of going back to Final Fantasy VII, I can't really talk about this without bringing up the remake. And while I think the remake is a great addition, um, I have over the years become extremely cautious <laughs> that with projects that Tetsuya Nomura have. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why, I, I, although I thought it was great and the, the direction they're taking it, seems very interesting mm-hmm. um i still remain very cautious with 
if he's fully involved just because you know he he gets he gets wild that boy gets wild he gets really wild <laughs> so let me ask you so i tried playing seven when i was like 13 yep. when i actually bought it and i cannot get past the first disc so <laughs> yeah it's just kind of sad on my show but i loved i loved having it because i feel like as a ps player you have to have that in your collection yeah so i my actual experience with ff7 is through the remake which i'm playing yeah. i finished nice and i loved it but i'm curious like how different it is from the original as far as story and tone because i've been reading a lot of like reviews and stuff they say it's kind of like it it deviates from the original but also kind of sticks to it at the same time so i'm kind of like do you prefer the way the direction they're going with this way or do you like the original better so far with the midgar suit the part so uh, yeah the midgar the midgar part that they did i think it was pretty they did what they could and i think honestly it was pretty true to the original yeah they expanded a couple things too yeah yeah they did Mm -hmm. um but i guess and this is kind of weird talking about a final fantasy game i think the original is a bit more grounded and this kind of goes along with what I said about Tetsuya Nomura is, you know, that boy gets wild. Yeah, so like it gets full fantasy. Now. Right, right. And um, one of the, yeah, um, I think that too, I never really played Final Fantasy fifteen, but I think the theme about it mm-hmm. was one of the best that they've ever said. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura had, I think, he, I, don't even, I don't even know if he was involved or if he did. It was very limited. Mm. It was a fantasy based on reality. And I think ah. that's very important. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to see these characters like flying around everywhere. I know <laughs> that's kind of going down with like yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, yeah. Things got really floaty in Kingdom say, Hearts 3. I was going to say, you saw Avan Children, right? Yes. Yeah, it's basically Advent Children style now. Yes. A little bit more grounded, I guess, because they're not like flying, flying, but they're definitely right. super human esque with the, their abilities. So right. Well, the other thing too, Matt, is uh, I know you played the remake, mm-hmm. uh, and you, I can't really talk about it without ruining things for you. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm kind of. <laughs> I try to avoid watching the full story. I I have an idea of how it ends and what well, happens, but not like the full detailed story right everything yeah i understand you never played disc two and three Mm -hmm. but like i guess one way of putting it is that this isn't really a remake yeah it's kind of like a sequel slash like alternate yes version of it that's why i was gonna ask you like does it deviate so so much from it or does it kind of remain true for it definitely does towards the end yes it definitely sets up things in motion that kind of makes you wonder like hey how is this gonna play out right because there's there's some ties to crisis core too right with zach and all that stuff yeah so that stuff i know about so that's why i'm kind of curious like if (laughs) whenever the fuck this finishes which i'm pretty sure hopefully it'll be in our lifetime you know (laughs) (laughs) at this rate because Midgar is like, what would you say? What percent of the game is it? Um, I want to say it's like thirty percent. No, no, thirty percent. It's like it's like fifteen percent. Okay, see, <laughs> at, th- at this rate, shit, there's gonna be like six games, and yeah. we're, we're only here. And I think the second one's not gonna come to like twenty twenty three or something like that. Yeah. So, I like don't know. Disc, disc one in the original is such a contained experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get to disc two and disc three, it's yeah. Just, once you get past Midgar, right? It, right. It becomes like a brand new world. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to play it. I, yeah. just, I just hope they can finish it before I lose interest. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, they, I think they recently did a trailer or a teaser or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's good to know that they're just they're at least working on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I really like Aerith or Aerith. I don't know how or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I think 
it was originally Aerith. I can't remember what for what reason, but when it came to the states, uh, I think Someone there was a, with a lisp couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there was some Aerith. kind of mistranslation, and then she, and then it ended up becoming Aerith. But then they brought it back to Aerith. Yeah, in yeah. the remake. So she's she's my favorite character so far from the series. Interesting, interesting, yeah. interesting. I just like her personality. <laughs> I don't know if it's like that in the original too, because I I can't even remember honestly. But gotcha. I just like the way she's very bubbly. Yeah, she's very bubbly. It's yeah. like that's kind of I was like if I had a girlfriend like. As mm. a kid, that's what I want as a girlfriend. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> if I didn't have my current fiance now, you know. <laughs> so yeah, nice, I'm, more, I'm more of a Tifa fanboy for sure. Oh, Tifa, yeah, busty. <laughs> Tifa, busty. <laughs> All right, man. So that was your number three. Yep. Okay. So well, two. That was my two. Crossed over. Oh, with this one. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should put. Yeah. Maybe I'll put two here. Yeah. It's okay. No, you're good. If you want to, this is going to be your number three. This is my number three. Yeah. If you want to do two in a row, just do it, okay. man. All right. So, my number three is Resident Evil 4. Specifically, I played two uh, the PS2 version. That's the one I, I loved, but I had to get the remaster, so I'm going to put it right here. And, yeah, so Resident Evil 4 was an amazing fucking game back in 2005. Uh, I didn't play the GameCube version because I didn't have a GameCube at the time, so I had to wait the year after to play the PS2 version. And I loved, fucking loved the fuck out of this game. Like, there was nothing like it. Like, third-person shooter at the time. Uh, I never played the RE game before that. So, this is actually my introduction to the series as a whole. But, man, they don't, they, when I say they don't make games like this anymore, they really don't make games like this anymore. Like, it has a lot of humor. has a lot of, like, interesting, like, dark elements to it. But it balances everything so well without feeling, like, too over the top even though this is very over the top with some of the stuff doesn't take itself too seriously yeah it doesn't and i, I miss when games do that yeah, yeah it's like everything's either too serious or too cartoonish yeah. it's like this one's just like ah i fucking loved it and just like tekken 3 it had a lot of extra modes to it that just make me keep playing more and more like the mercenaries mode and uh it had ada wong that like the companion story to it too right and leon is like i like him as a you know, protagonist. I think he's actually my favorite character out of the whole series. So. I agree as well. Yeah. Well, actually, I would say Jill, but Jill. Oh, from yeah, that's the just first one. That's just a man in me talking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like the the whole action hero thing that they did to him. But I just fuck. I hated Ashley though. That that bitch was fucking annoying as fuck. Leon. <laughs> I, oh God. My Samantha could do that voice perfectly too. It's it's fucking crazy. And actually, she, my fiance, loves this game too. Like yeah. she loves the RE series as a whole. So like, if you were ever to play a survival horror story or game, this would be one of the top I'd recommend. Just because it's like it's fun. And it's not. It's scary enough, but it's not like too much that you can't handle it. You know. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. This is um this is my on my honorable mention list as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Four. Yeah. Okay. Four specifically. Um. When it came out for the GameCube, I was butt hurt. I heard nothing but good things about it. I didn't have a GameCube, and even when the PlayStation <laughs> Two came out, people were saying that the GameCube was still the superior yeah. version. Because I think a- I think the GameCube was technically the more um, technical superior isn't console. That, isn't that a trip nowadays? Yeah, like the right. <laughs> Nintendo was actually killing the game as far yeah. as graphics and shit at right. the time. And I think um, the, I think the most important thing that this game did for video games in general is over the shoulder. Yes, point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my favorite point of view in any video game 
Um, mm. Hated first-person games. Preferred third-person. Really? I never liked first-person games that Actually, much. They didn't, they didn't have a lot back then that I could think of, besides Halo. I mean, I mean GoldenEye. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I I mean that's, Eye, that's so. like a whole other generation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they didn't really have that many. I mean, even even when this came out, Halo wasn't really around. Oh wait, it, Halo it, it one came out. Halo yeah. one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Halo two was out even when this came out. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really I was not a fan of first person games. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I love third person, and this was just the perfect kind of. I don't even want to say it was a balance because it's still technically third person, but mm-hmm. it just made you really feel immersed. Um, from a third person point of view mm-hmm. um yeah the mechanics was amazing i think in my opinion this kind of led the way to a lot of games right now and it's funny that you say that they haven't really made a game like this mm-hmm. but i think they made a ton of games like this now like especially third person mm-hmm. because i feel like over the shoulder is so overused now like mm-hmm. everyone uses it and you know essentially it's just a clone of how this game was kind of um right, technically right. made when so, i say that i mean like as far as oh yeah lightning in the bottle situation yep. you know yep exactly there's obviously a lot of imitators but they can't even re5 couldn't even do this oh no so it's like yeah yeah there's really just something special about re4 it hasn't come close since and i haven't played seven and i haven't played eight but mm, i know I, have. I know they <laughs> both make, kind of tried it, uh, it makes sense because why you haven't played now that you say that you don't like first person <laughs> so, re8 is kind of like a it is like a version Callback. of this a little bit, but it like again without the characters and the the, yeah. the way it's designed, it just can't do it. Yeah, but it, it's weird because when I say FF remake is great, I actually don't want them to remakes for because I know they're mm-hmm. doing it now. Yeah, so yeah, I feel like if they do remake it, they're gonna make it all serious and shit. Yeah, but it's like there comes a point in time where remakes, in my opinion, um, shouldn't be made. Because there's that bridge, right? Mm-hmm. Point, this point in time where it was so old, like Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. yet literally the characters you could count the pixels on the uh, in the in the game. You could mm-hmm. count the pixels of the character versus like something from the PS2 generation, in which it was already kind of optimized. Besides the visuals, obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, the game itself was like the, sh- the shooting mechanics, super precise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But there's a reason why they're remaking it, I guess. That is a good point, though. Like what you said, like going from 2D to 3D remake is great, but going from like a, a couple of generations backwards, still like you can still play. And obviously, I have it for PS4, so right. that's just last generation. It still plays great, right? So right. it's like, why even? No, I get business why they're remaking, yeah, yeah. but honestly, money, I don't money. even need it. Yeah. Just create a new RE again, you know? Right. Keep going. And, and I, I mean, people still consider the PlayStation 2 version in this re-release mm-hmm. like the best resident evil in the series so i don't really understand why they would need to remake it but Money. i mean you know yeah i get that bag i guess i bet you <laughs> let me know in the comments <laughs> you think they're gonna remake re5 or re6 after this <laughs> fuck no <laughs> i don't know that'll be a waste of time and money yep because shit i don't even know but yeah that's my number three should i just do number two just yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so number two is last of us nice i love fucking love this goddamn game i played nothing but this game for like two years straight like um but let me just start off with this little story too yeah, yeah. so the last of us came out of time it came out in 2013 i was in college at that time and between high my 
graduation to high school and the first two years of college, I was actually not playing video games. I, I kind of took a break, I think, just because I was too focused on school. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a time. I was just hanging out with friends a lot, mm-hmm. playing basketball. So there's actually, with the exception of maybe two or three games I played during that time period, I wasn't into video games anymore. Grew up a little. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> it kind of scared me, too, because I was like, damn, am I really not into video games right. anymore? Yeah. I was like, because I guess there really wasn't anything worth my attention, I guess. I definitely hit that face. Yeah. But Guitar Hero is what brought me back he, in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Naughty Dog is a company that I've always loved, especially when they made the Uncharted series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually one of the games I was talking about that brought me back in a little bit. But this game, The Last of Us, I've never played a game with a story with a story that felt so cinematic like this and where it could be like a literal movie. Right. And the acting was better than most movies I've seen in my life actually. And the amount of care they put into the design and the characters and the relationships between the characters, it just really fucking blew my mind. I was like, it's one of the, it's the only game actually that kind of made me tear up a little bit with the exception of another one that I'll mention later. Um, yeah, because when the the daughter died, I was like, "Holy shit!" This is only the first ten minutes of the game, right. and I'm so feeling, many emotions already. Yeah, I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" And I just made you know, it's a perfect game. If I had to, if someone asked me what a perfect game is, this is a perfect game, the first one. And I played part two, and I love part two, but the first one it has a multiplayer too. I was gonna say I haven't played multiplayer since uh, Call of Duty the uh, four, mm-hmm. and that was like in high school. This brought me back into multiplayer too. Nice. The factions. I was like, it was so addictive and so well balanced, and you had to be really skillful. So once I got to a point where I was actually skillful, I was like, oh shit, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can actually play and beat most people. Nice. And that's the first time I had that feeling since uh, the original COD. So yeah, that's the the Last of Us, and yeah, uh, such a good game. It's such an um, amazing game, and yeah. I know they're making a TV series, but again, oh interesting. It's like. All these games I'm talking about, I don't want to see any other iterations because it'll spoil what experience I've had. With, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to set your expectations. It's so low. <laughs> so low. Yeah. And we talked about this in our Cowboy Bebop review too. It's like yeah. when something is so classic, you don't want to mess with it or tamper with it in any way. Right. You don't even want to kind of compare it in your mind anymore at yeah. that point. Um, yeah. But yeah, The Last of Us was amazing. I agree with you mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, it's a PS3 game originally, right? Yeah. Yeah. definitely in my top three ps3 games of all time for sure um yeah um i'm a huge i'm a huge um proponent of stealth games mm-hmm. and yes <laughs> this was you know this was really they did it really well mm-hmm. and i know you kind of could take kind of um both kind of routes where you want to take a more violent route or mm-hmm. a stealth route i was definitely more of a stealthy kind of player and this really kind of um took me out of it basically gave me an experience outside of another game franchise um, <laughs> that I may or may not bring up later uh, um, and kind of brought it into this kind of different world. And it was amazing. Uh, obviously, the story, Joel, Ellie, mm-hmm. you know, Iconic amazing characters. Now. Right, but one game. That's right. Ma- not a lot of games could do that. Right. And then I, I did play Uncharted. Did you play the Uncharted series? Yeah. I have all four. Nice. Or five, technically, yeah. I think I played all four as well, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it comes close to The Last of no, Us. It's, not, it's definitely not as heavy as this. Yeah. Uncharted is like this, but light. You know right. I mean? 
the world itself. I mm. mean, yeah, just survival. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's weird comparing it to our our world now since we are in a, a pandemic now. So it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like wow. Yeah, where art meets real real life. Yeah, reference bit. this game if you uh, <laughs> you know COVID. Yeah, it's amazing, man. And uh, yeah, part. I made a video too about part two and why I didn't like it as much yeah. because you know there's a lot of PC culture and a lot of tan- uh, pandering to certain demographics that this game did not have. I swear, I swear, it didn't have any of that. So it's like you know, I know they're gonna make a third one eventually, but there's there's just something about the first one I love, and it's never gonna it's never gonna leave. It's gonna stay with me until I die. Like I'm gonna tell my kids, you gotta play this game. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. What age do they got to be before they play it? I shall 10. <laughs> as long <laughs> as you get traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, last of us. All right. So before we get to our number one, uh, Andrew, you want to shout out some honorable mentions, some like yeah, quick I rounds? A, I got a few here. Um, okay. I think I have like two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we did. Uh, RE4 was in there. Um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I have quite a few here. Mm-hmm. Um First one, Xenogears. I think Xenogears. Xenogears. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. I think Xenogears is the only possible Japanese RPG that possibly could have topped my list in mm-hmm. terms of Final Fantasy VII, in terms of RPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, How about Chrono Trigger? You played Chrono Trigger? I did. Um, it had, I just, it was just, um, I was just too old, I guess. I oh, okay. really could appreciate the graphics or like <laughs> i don't know um they should remake that then yeah they should it'd yeah. be amazing um but yeah xenogears you know it was too ambitious for its time and mm. if they had hit every note i think it would have been amazing um it would have gone down as definitely the best rpg of all time unfortunately okay. they you know if you know you know like definitely yeah read about like the whole story about the production issues that they had with Xenogears, it's a, it's quite a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ambition that they had, the team had crazy ambition with what they were trying to do with the story. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, Xenogears. Tony House Pro Skater 2. <laughs> um, amazing game. Uh, I okay. honestly don't even know what to say about that game. It, yeah. was, it was just, I loved skateboarding when I was young. And that was really the first game that got really not even it wasn't even very realistic but yeah um it was just a really good arcade kind of arcadey kind of game mm-hmm. um yeah i mean that's the reason why they made the remake recently right yep the um, remastered yep uh sorry i have like three left did you want to okay i'll go up yeah since you mentioned tony hawk i was gonna say tony hawk's underground was mine yeah i love yeah again tony hawk was a shit back then dude like talk about replayable games back as a kid yeah. played that for hours just because it was just so fun to play Underground, I loved the most because I had the story mode and the fact that you can get off your skateboard was cool to me. And it's like, I, I love everything about it. It's kind of like a, at the time, it was like a skating RPG. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you yeah. can live out your dream to be like a pro skater. Right. And obviously, I, I could not skate for my life. <laughs> but, you know, you live vicariously through video games. That's right. what they're there for. Right. Uh, what else do I have? I have God of War 2018, though. Okay. So the one that just came out. Okay. Uh, again, one of those games that just kind of like, wow, we're we're at this point in time where games can be like this. Right. This is definitely one of those games. Where I was like amazed. I was floored. Right. I was like fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm excited for Ragnarok when that comes out. Yeah. So that's why I got a PS5. Uh, I'll do one more. Uh, I already mentioned it. Call of Duty Four, just because the multiplayer I played with my friends for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I clocked in 14 days worth of 
play time. Damn. So, yeah. It's not a lot. Matt to, on that. Yeah. Put in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot to most players nowadays, but at the time, that's like you kind of have no life when you play that. So. <laughs> Yeah, just I guess just to wrap up my list, God of War two would be my preferred. Oh, God of War twenty eighteen is really good, and uh-huh. I, honestly, um, I I think the Last of Us two, the Last of yeah, Us and yeah, God of War twenty eighteen <laughs> are kind of similar in terms of the emotions that it brings out of you. Yeah, the relationships too, just yep. the father relationship. Yep, but uh, I had more had more memories of God of War two. Um, other games on my list: uh, Bloodborne, ah yeah, uh, and Dead Space. Quick fact too. Andrew's actually one of the people that got me into Bloodborne. I was very scared to play those type of games because <laughs> I heard it was so difficult. But, yeah, once I played it, I really loved that game, too. Uh, last honorable mention for me would be GTA San Andreas, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, that game, again, as a kid, when you had n- no life, <laughs> you pour <laughs> hours and hours into video games. The customization in that game back then was fucking amazing. You know, yeah. I always wanted to be a gangster growing up. <laughs> so, you know, Grove Street. Grove Street for life. For life. And you could, <laughs> it's amazing because GTA 5 doesn't even have those type of mechanics. Like, you could bulk your character up. Uh, you, you know, you have a lot of girlfriends, too. <laughs> yeah. You can customize your cars to, like, no end in that game back then. It was amazing, man. I just loved it. Yeah, and being from, uh, we're both from California. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing that kind of whole, our, our state, mm-hmm. pretty much, kind of translated into the video game. Yes. And amazing. when you're talking about Vice City's soundtrack, San Andreas soundtrack is fucking amazing, too. Yep. As a hip-hop fan myself, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. I love that era. All right. Cool. So, that was our honorable mentions. Uh, let's go, go first. You want to go first? It's up to you. I have a feeling our number one is going to cross, but we'll see. All right. <laughs> You All said right. it made you cry, though. Yeah. I don't know if this... <laughs> I don't know if this game is. All right, go ahead. Angie's number one. Um, as I thought more about this list, mm-hmm. um, thinking about kind of how important each game was to me, mm-hmm. uh, I thought to myself, would I be able to even pick a favorite? Well, when this, kinda, when this game kind of crossed my mind... Yeah. I was like, damn, this might be my favorite game of yeah. all time. Also, when I asked Andrew to do this with me, I, I set a parameter. So I told him not to pick multiple games in the same franchise. So it had to be one game for franchise or per franchise. So yeah. And Metal Gear Solid Three was the first Metal Gear Metal Gear Metal Gear game I ever mm-hmm. played from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Um, and Metal Gear Solid One from the PlayStation One was my first. Mm-hmm. But I only. St- honestly thought the gameplay was really clunky at the time mm-hmm. on the playstation one even at um, the time yes mm-hmm. um i don't know maybe it was just i just wasn't really used to the kind of game it was mm-hmm. uh and with that said my choice was metal gear solid 3 that's my number one game of all time Might be my favorite game of all time mm-hmm. um now while this game itself is also extremely clunky mm-hmm. um and requires a huge learning curve. <laughs> uh, it was the first time that I think that a game really made full use of a video game controller. Right. Bring that um, bad boy up, man. Yeah. Show them what, show them what it is. <laughs> yes. The yeah, original. The original Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, with that said, like, I mean, kind of take talking back about the controller. I mean, it was the first time in, in which, you know, um, I'm not sh- people who have played it will know, but... The shoulder buttons you use that to shoot, and with a soft press, uh, you know he'll kind of yeah. start pulling the trigger, and with a harder press, he'll actually pull mm-hmm. on the trigger. It was very precise, um, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the first games in which I played every single difficulty and completed. Oh fuck you that! Know, the big boss challenge. Um, 
You play European the big hard boss too. Ranking. I don't think that. I don't think the European um, difficulty oh, so, was on this. Yeah, subsistence, right? You're yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, the big boss challenge. For those who don't know, I think it's not a big boss challenge. It's a big boss rank. It's the basically no kills, no alerts. Ah, fuck that. Yeah. And <laughs> when. Like I said, I really love stealth games, and I think when you play some a game like this, which is tactical espionage action, right? Um, if you're an actual spy, like why would you want to leave any traces of yourself in this kind, these kind of missions? And so I took that to heart. And this is a tradi- tradition that would pretty much carry forward with how I played every Metal Gear Solid game that I played after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of order, I played Metal Gear Solid 3 first, 1, 2, and then I played 3 again. I went all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, 1 and 2 didn't really allow you to be as stealthy as you could. 3 really um, really gave you that chance to play this entire yeah. game without being, you know, Because it, it was more of an... Well, when you look at the, the way it's designed, it seems more open than it is, but it is right. technically open compared to the other two for sure yep yeah yep yeah and i think you know i think yeah and i'm I'm a huge proponent of stealth games and i thought i always think and it, it's definitely my opinion but i think zero kills <laughs> zero alerts is a quintessential way to play this video game um i don't care uh like if you haven't tried it before challenge yourself to do it mm. it's, it's amazing um i wouldn't because i'll throw my controller <laughs> Hey, tactical espionage is the name of the game, mm-hmm. bro. And uh, I yeah, I think you know what can I say more about this game? Like big boss character, obviously iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, more iconic than Solid Snake. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know, like you know, what to say further about this game. Why uh, would be my favorite in terms of the other ones? Two, obviously, the characters change. Mm-hmm. Playing Raiden turned mm-hmm. me off a lot. Um, one was just too clunky for me, uh, and four, it was good, but I was more invested in the story of Big Boss at this point mm-hmm. than Solid Snake. Um, five, we trying to talk about five, but yeah, five. Five it, is a great game too, right? Five is a great game, and I think um, in terms of technical aspects and mm-hmm. just gameplay, it's, it's the, the best, best. Yeah. Um, story. The worst. Yeah. It's yeah. The worst. Not, <laughs> Peace and, Walker was better than that shit. Right. And I mean, yeah, that's pretty much my number one. I don't have much to say about it, honestly. Um, the music is amazing. I was going to say, know. if you don't talk about the music, I right. will. The theme song in this Metal Gear is still the best theme song, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous, the things, the lyrics, but it's, you know, it just fits in like the whole kind of 007 kind of like vibe. It just does it so well. Mm-hmm. It was campy. It was right. really campy. It really was. And it, was, it was just like Resident Evil 4 when we talked about it. It's like it, it takes itself seriously, but it's very goofy at the same time, and it balances it very well. Right. Yeah. And, and I think I know people love the bosses of the first one mm-hmm. and, you know, Sniper Wolf and all of Psycho Mantis, of course. But I get, I think I really like the bosses as a whole more yeah, from Mega Solid 3. The talk, end. Talk about it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the end is... When have you ever really had a boss or like an experience like that? Um, with a sniper battle, mm-hmm. amazing experience, and you can't go without saying Kojima. I feel like if that was his last game he created, I think like he pulled all the stops for sure. The yep. end specifically, I know. I had to look it up later. There's actually multiple ways you can beat the end. 
Like, yeah. You can beat them the, the traditional, just snipe them out, wear yep. them out. There's actually a mechanic where you could <laughs> forward the time on your PS2, yep. and he does of old age. Yep. You can sneak up behind them if you're if you're that good at sneaking. I was like, you can I actually <laughs> the funniest one was that you can actually kill them before even fighting them. Yep. There's like, a scene. Yeah, and I did that because I think I have to, <laughs> I, that's the one of the only games I platinum for a ps3 gotcha so i have to do that <laughs> that's funny that's funny yeah there's so much shit in that game dude i, I fucking love it the detail is crazy it's crazy it is crazy it's and i think amazing. people still might be finding stuff about it today mm-hmm. it's insane i mean yeah, yeah the bosses uh, who's your favorite boss in that game yeah the boss <laughs> gotcha when i was talking about games that made me cry that was actually one of them gotcha gotcha it was the the ending scene when you're fighting her in the the meadow of white flowers and I remember playing that. I had a little TV at the time, too, so it wasn't like an HD mm-hmm. uh, TV. But when the theme song is playing in the background yeah, and you're just fighting her, I was like, wow. Yeah. This is so fucking epic. I can't even put into words how, how I feel. And then the fact that you have to kill her and yeah. you, have the, you have the control of killing her right. when to shoot. I was like, right. this is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Crazy. And what's, what's crazy, too, is that... Um, I was pretty young when this game came out and mm-hmm. so I didn't like, really understand what was going on in terms of the story at the end when you're fighting her. Mm-hmm. But as the, as the ending kind of plays out, you're like, wow. Yeah. Same here. I have to watch some the of the ultimate sacrifice. I have to watch a lot of videos on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to get the, yeah, there's a lot going grasp. on in the story, but yeah. it all kind of, you know, it, it, it definitely comes together. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, my favorite boss was definitely, I think I want to say at the end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're all good, dude. The sorrow yeah. was cool. Yep. Uh yeah, Even the B guy, the uh, <laughs> the pain, no, the, the pain. pain, no, the yeah, the pain was the B guy. Yeah, the B guy. Who's the uh, the insect weakest insect guy? Insect. Yeah, no, that, that's the pain. Was that the pain? With the bees, right? No, 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 no. Sorry, not the insect guy. The guy, who, the guy who turns invisible. There's a guy that turns invisible. Yeah, he has a long tongue. <laughs> that's still the pain. No, no, no. I could have sworn because we have the pain, you have the sorrow, you have the joy. I mean, that's the big boss. You have the Fury, which is the astronaut guy, mm-hmm. and then you have um, the N, and then you have Ocelot, so that's six. No, there's one more. Are you sure? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Me. I'm sorry. You're right. You're <laughs> right. He's in the trees, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I forgot yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, if you find out his name, put it in the comments below, and fuck. also in the comments below, uh, let us know who your favorite boss was in Metal Gear Solid 3, and why was it the latter? Oh my god, that's gonna bother me. Please find that out because I, I feel like I should know that one. All right, so that was your number one MGS three, fantastic choice. Uh, like Andrew said, uh, the Metal Gear Solid series, yeah, the Metal Gear Solid series is my favorite game series of all time. It really, it really brought me into like seeing games as art. If without sounding too corny, it's like really artful in the way. It's like a movie. It's like a legitimate story that's like deeper than most mediums out there. So with that being said, you put three. I actually put number two. Nice. <laughs> nice. So I picked two because this was actually my first Metal Gear game. When I first had the PS2, my mom bought it for me. She didn't know what the fuck <laughs> MGS was. She, I remember her telling me she just asked the cashier like, "What was the most popular game?" And she bought this for me. So <laughs> it's rated M. Yeah, it's rated M. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. My cousin 
were they play the original MGS, so I already kind of had some context of the characters. But this is the first game I played by myself, and it was hard. I had no idea how to play games like this. And like you said before, the mechanics are so weird. It's like you kind of have to. It really is a stealth game to its core. Yeah. But the way they designed the the, the game back then is like <laughs> it's not really intuitive the way you control characters. Mm-hmm. It's over the top view, so it's mm-hmm. not like over the shoulder. That's what I liked about Snake Eater because when they did subsistence, they changed the camera a little bit so yeah. it's like you can explore around. Mm-hmm. But this one's very claustrophobic, um, especially the tanker scene or the tanker chapter. <clears throat> but yeah, MGS2 uh, holds a special place in my heart because of uh, the themes in the game. It introduced me to a lot of like very adult themes like there's incest in here. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of cyberpunk stuff that I had no idea what was going on. What tripped me out was definitely the ending when um, it really broke the fourth wall. Yeah. And just like it goes all crazy and shit. That's, right. Like, it taught me about conspiracies. Right. I never knew what a conspiracy was. Nuclear war, yeah. politics. Yeah. Insane. And when I popped it in the first time, the fucking opening theme by Harry Gregson Williams, um, fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. To me, when I think of Metal Gear, that's exactly the music I imagined in my head. It's yeah. the Metal Gear theme. Yeah. It's, it's that good. And then the voice acting was incredible. David Hayler, shout out to David Hayler. He will always be Snake to me. I don't care about Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> I don't care who plays Snake in the future. David <laughs> Hayler is Snake. And uh, you're talking about Raiden too, right? Yeah. I actually, it took me a while, but I, I figured that I actually like Raiden because of the what he represents in the game. It's kind of like this this flip story of, not being Snake, but trying to be like Snake. And yeah. as a player, you're, you're always trying to be like Snake. So it's yeah. kind of like you insert yourself into that character right. being that way. Right. And his story is actually pretty, besides his actual personality, which is very androgynous and like girly, yeah. his story is pretty fucking sad. Right. Like he, he tragic character. Tragic character. Child soldier. Had to, to meet expectations and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just, it's a fucking deep, deep story that like will go over a lot of people says i know that when this came out it was very polarizing too people right. didn't like the writing change i know you didn't <laughs> so. um yeah it was it was definitely different yeah. it, it was just so i mean you went from big boss and solid snake right mm-hmm. people who had you know they just had really good common sense and you go from that to the super like super highly skilled per soldier obviously right uh, but he is the most naive motherfucker never been ever. on the mission right mission before right that's what's cool and, about them, though. When yeah. You, when you think about it. Yep. Yeah. It's just yep. that the fa- at the time where you wanted to play a solid state, you couldn't because Hideo was being Hideo, yep. as always. And games nowadays, uh, that's why I actually didn't like about the second Last of Us because it did that. It did the character switch. Mm, you wanted yeah. to play this character, but you had to play this character for the rest of the game. Right. So uh, it, it introduced that. Um, even the marketing, when you look at the fucking box, Raiden is nowhere to be found. So right. So if... Back then, we didn't have YouTube, so we didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. So I'm sure when you played it, it would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing as this motherfucker <laughs> the whole rest of the game. I wanted to play this bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember when my cousin played the first game, I actually didn't like Metal Gear Ray. I didn't like the design. Neither. I really loved Rex. Yep. Yeah, just because. But, you know, it grew over time. And the characters, uh, the the Dead Cell group is not as as great as the... Uh, what do you call the group in MGS3? Foxhound? No, MGS3. It's not? 
uh, is it Cobra unit? The Cobra, Cobra unit, units, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's Foxhound is an MGS one. Yeah, Fox. It's not as iconic as Foxhound. It's not as great as the the Cobra unit, but it's they're still memorable. Like you had Fortune, you had Vamp, with Vamp, this fucking weird ass motherfucker. Yeah. And then you had Solid Snake. Yeah. Which was kind of you know it was a toss up too. Yeah. I still don't personally get it, but <laughs> he's like a he's like the perfect recreation of Big Boss, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Too perfect. Yeah, too perfect. Even got his age down, yeah, <laughs> which was the, I guess, his only flaw. <laughs> I know. I was like, "What the fuck? Why is it? Why is he aged so fucking fast compared to the other two? Yeah, but yeah, um, Fat Man too. Was he part oh, of yeah, it? Fat Man. Yeah. yeah, no, Fat Man was actually my favorite boss. Yeah, yeah, because uh, roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> that dude was so weird. <laughs> fucking funny as shit. But the lead up to him, though, like, yeah, you had to disassemble the bombs throughout yep. the whole shit. I was the like, coolant wow. or whatever it is. Yeah, it was like, oh, I felt a lot of pressure yeah. <laughs> playing that game. And uh, oh my god, I I love the Metal Gear Solid series to death. Like I'm kind of sad we had this conversation too. I'm kind of sad that there's no more Metal Gear games anymore, as far as Hideo is concerned. But yeah, um, the MGS series as a whole is just like very special to me. I'm yeah, very special to you, I'm sure too. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are rumors, right, about um, you know, them them getting licensing or franchising rights to yeah. make a remake or something. I don't yeah. know if I want to see that, to be honest. Me too, because I know in my head that Helio's done with the Metal Gear. So if he does make another one, it's not going to be very authentic or genuine. It's going to be out of, like, I don't know, economic greed. Yeah, cash so, grab. Yeah, cash grab for sure. And the way it ended, it's like there's no more. It's a full circle story at this point. So it's like there's no reason to go back. Yeah. And there's a, I think they're making a movie, right? Um, Metal Gear? Yeah. What the fuck? Really? Um, the director is going to be the guy who did... I want to say it's Godzilla. Who's playing Snake then? Um, Oscar Isaac. What? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Nah, man. Really? Yep. Let me see. Fuck, I'd rather have Hugh Jackman play fucking Snake than that guy. <laughs> Oscar, he's already Moon Knight, right? Is he? Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Poe, right? From Star yeah, Wars? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Nah, that's not a good choice. I'll pick someone else. <laughs> you need someone gruff, like, gruffier and manly. Oscar's too short. Yeah. Jordan Vote roberts uh, Which movies did he do? Keanu. <laughs> Keanu Reeves the Snake. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Whoa. He did Kong Skull Island. I like Kong Skull Island, though. That's all I am familiar with here. Mm. Um, well, either way. Yeah, I'm not. Again, talked about this already. I'm gonna reiterate. I don't want people trying to recreate classic things because it most likely will fail. So if they try to make a Metal Gear movie, it's not gonna live up to what Helio has done with the series. So yeah, yeah. Even if it's decent, I still probably won't even watch it. I just can't. <laughs> this to, to me, Snake is David Hayter, and Raiden's Raiden. You know, all the characters are who they're supposed to be. I don't want to see any other iteration of it. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Cool. All right, man. So that was our favorite five video games of all time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. I really love the variety you brought. We didn't cross a lot. No. I'm, no, I'm yeah. happy. We only did it Literally once. one game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy about that. All right, man. So if you guys are watching this on YouTube, please leave a like, comment, subscribe to our channel if you enjoy the content. Follow this guy right here, Misguided Miscreants, if you want some cool merch and just like cool items to buy off instagram and stuff like that really good seller my opinion i'm not just being biased um yeah this is the top bad podcast man we have 
a lot of shit in our backlog. We have a lot of stuff coming on in the future. We're gonna Mike's gonna be back when we're gonna review Shang Chi uh, when that comes out this coming Friday. And yeah, this is a, this is a lot of fun. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Appreciate oh, you it. Come, dude. Yes, thank you. I'll, I'll actually bring Andrew when Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> the series comes out on Netflix. Yeah. Everyone should peep those preview pictures. Oh man, hey, it's pretty interesting. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. All right, guys. So thank you guys for joining us and uh, tune in next time. So from the top of the dome to the back of the pack, this is the Top Back Podcast. Peace. Later.